In our life, there is a single color, as on an artist's palette, which provides the meaning of life and art. It is the color of love. Russian-French artist Marc Chagall. And there are an infinite number of stories which, aside from the particular shade of the love color, affirm this to be true. Two hearts discover each other through the vagaries of time and circumstance. Others seem to have been predetermined to connect from birth. Even tragedy has a hand in providing a black gesso-covered canvas, the backdrop for bright splashes of love color. For example, who was this Saint Valentine, bringer of hearts and love and romance? Well, as best we can glean from history, during the reign of Emperor Claudius the Cruel, around the year 278 AD, a ban on all engagements and marriages was imposed on the people of Rome. Claudius maintained that attachments to wives and families weakened the Roman army and thus jeopardized his thirst for the many bloody campaigns he waged. But one man, a holy priest by the name of Valentine, defied Claudius and secretly married young lovers. Not secretly enough, for Valentine was caught, tortured, and imprisoned for performing these forbidden ceremonies. A three-part execution of beating, stoning, and decapitation was carried out on February 14th. Legend has it that Valentine had befriended the jailer's daughter and left her a farewell note and signed it, From Your Valentine. This martyr of love, Valentine, was made a saint after his death. And in 496 AD, Pope Gelasius declared that February 14th be celebrated as St. Valentine's Day. Remember your first encounter with that strange but wonderful tickle in your heart? Nothing you'd ever felt before. What was it that caught your attention? Was it her laugh, the color of his eyes? Maybe something intangible or mysterious that just was. This color of love story takes us back to a time that recalls that special feeling, and for some of us, that special pain. We call it the card. Oh, one last thing. You may notice something odd about the children's voices. I'll explain later. Enjoy. Okay, children, quiet, please. I used the magic word, please. Thank you, class. You're welcome, Miss Gardner. Very good. Now, we've been talking about a special celebration for a few days, and that's tomorrow. Marcy, what's it called? Valentine's Day. Valentine. Not time. Time. Say it. Valent Valentine Valentine's Day. <laughs> we'll work on that. Thank you, Marcy. A Valentine's Day is when we exchange cards with our classmates to let them know we like them. <laughs> we like them as friends. Simple as that. Isn't it wonderful that we can celebrate a day of friendship? Yes. Okay. Now, don't forget to get your card signed and in envelopes tomorrow. We might even celebrate with cupcakes and punch. 
Oh, yeah. 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 We love coming. Right. All right, kids. Single file. We'll see you tomorrow. Valentine's Day. Hey, Marcy. Hey, Dave. Why don't you say Valentine's? <laughs> I know it bothers Miss Gardner. It's what I do. Can I ask you something? Sure. Promise not to tell anybody? Mm, okay. I mean it. I said okay, because we're friends, right? Well, yeah. Well? You know Sally? She sits near the window. Duh. You think she likes me? <laughs> I don't know. You mean like a friend like you and me? Mm, not really. Oh, you mean like kissy face? Ooh, don't be gross. It's just... Just that you think about it when she's not around. <laughs> well... And it makes you all smiley and funny inside? Kinda. <laughs> My mom calls it puppy love. <laughs> puppy love? Silly, huh? Yeah, silly. Well, I have an idea. Okay. Why don't you make a special valentine and give it to her tomorrow? I don't want her to see me give it to her. Oh, Dave, you're such a child. Miss Garner has a mailbag and she's going to hand them out. Oh, should I sign my name? <sighs> of course. You can be so frustrating. What's fr- frustra- frustra- Frustrating. Look it up in the dictionary. Your picture will be right next to it. What? I'll see you tomorrow. You're such a, such a boy, Dave. But I am a boy. So, did you all have a nice lunch? Well, as you know, today is Valentine's Day. But I guess it's too soon to have a party, right? No. Aren't you full from lunch? Okay, children. You win. Books away. So, while you were at lunch. I gathered your cards and sorted them. If you look inside your desks, you'll find them. Enjoy! Well, did you make a card for Sally? Shh. Yes. Ooh. Dave likes Sally. Dave likes Sally. Stop that, please. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no. What? She's opening it now. Well, what's she doing? She's... She's reading it. Oh, my God. I can't look. I can. Oh, gosh. What? What? Look, she's... She's... She's sticking her tongue out at the card. What did you write? Well, nothing. I mean, what my brother told me to write. Oh, gosh, your brother Eddie, are you crazy? I thought it was nice. Well, what does it say? I like the way you smell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. No, you shouldn't. Dave. What? Look, I made you a card, a special one. Me? Yeah, open it. I don't get it. Puppy with a heart in its mouth? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, puppy, heart, Marcy, you? It's what I do. 
Happy Valentine's Day. You probably noticed how these youngsters sounded, well, let's say somewhat more mature. <laughs> our skin may give away our years, but our hearts will never forget that first aching, mind-blowing, and historic first love. As the poet Atticus writes, the beautiful thing about young love is the truth in our hearts that it will last forever. A shout out to my first Valentine, Wendy, wherever she is. <laughs> I'm your host, Dave Corey. The card starred Vanessa McCaffrey as Miss Gardner, Ellen Walker as Marcy, and Robert Lyle as Dave. As this is the first color of love in our series of podcasts, let me introduce the discussion. This is where we assemble the Miami radio players and share our insights. Now, don't think for a moment that our observations are tired or outdated. Please, let's just say that there's a sort of liberation that comes with age. Any restrictions that come with youth have long since fallen away, trust me. We celebrate our age and just may surprise you with our contemporary insights. Join us now as we reminisce and compare notes on Young Love. Should Valentine's Day even be celebrated in elementary schools, do you think? We never do it in England at all. In fact, you only do a Valentine without a name attached and you send it to the person and they're meant to, the whole thrill is, who could it be? It's completely commercial and absolutely nothing to do with a real Valentine's Day, yes. which is you giving your heart to someone. Yes. And in fact, that was the way people communicated sometimes. I grew up in a neighborhood right after the war, everybody had kids, girls and boys. So I had a lot of girlfriends and boyfriends and so I wasn't really too shy around girls, but I think it was around fifth or sixth grade, we were giving out Valentine's and I was so excited to get one from Rosemary Patterson. She was a cute girl, but she had one of those strawberry birthmarks on the upper cheek. And I just thought that was so beautiful. It was different than my feelings to the girls that I knew, but I wasn't sure what the hell it was. It was just, and I went home and I asked my older sister, who was only two years older than me. And I think my sister said something like, she's too good for you. When my father passed away, we were at the funeral home and there was another person whose daughter was in my elementary school. And I went over there to say hello. And who would walk in but Rosemary Patterson? Now she was, you know, 50 years old at the time, but she didn't have the birthmark. So I, of course, didn't think it was really her. But I, I remember that feeling of her being so cute and I remember that little birthmark forever. And uh, I don't think she even knew I liked her. There was a boy in my class, I think it was fourth grade, and he had a limp. And I thought that was so beautiful that I started limping too. Oh, it's so, it's so beautiful. I'm limping and I would walk down the street actually making myself limp. I thought it was wonderful. In thinking about this quite a lot, I'd seem to recall certainly the very first time I got a crush was on a fellow, we had something called Kiss Chase. I don't know whether any of you did Kiss Chase in your schools, but what it was, was everybody would run around, run around, and then people would be daring and go up to the person that they thought that they liked to give a kiss. And it was, you know, peck on the cheek. It wasn't anything elaborate. And I was so tickled because this one fellow called Stephen Tweedy, 
kissed me. And I was so flattered. I mean, it was kind of, oh, oh wow, he's mine, you know. And I think I was all of about <laughs> eight, eight or nine. And, I mean, it was pure innocence. That was about as much as it went. Then one was awfully sort of coy, uh, you know, when he was ever in the area. One was sort of displayed coy, you know. <laughs> but I suppose that was the English upbringing. It dictated this sort of rather shy behavior. They start that young. Mm, about around about eight years old. Well, you you guys start pretty early too. <laughs> no, I mean start saying you're British. No sex, please. <laughs> All right. All right. Of course. In second grade, there was a set of twins. Their names were Roy and Rolla. And I fell in love with Rolla. And I gave her two cards. And I was so thrilled. She didn't even know I existed. I didn't know how to make passes, and it was too naive, or I don't know what. But I did love her. I loved her from afar. Never even spoke to her until years and years later when we were in middle school. But she was going study with another guy, and it was a loss to me. So. I, unlike in the uh, play, I didn't have a particular girlfriend. I just mostly I got along with the girls because uh, I couldn't catch a ball or throw a ball. And so I was not considered a, a real American boy. So I just mostly got along with the girls. And I didn't have any crush on anyone that I can recall till probably in junior high then, you know, eighth, ninth grade. And that was the first that I really fell in love with a girl. I remember when I was turning 10 years old, I had a big birthday party and there was this little neighbor of mine that I used to go and see him every time I walk around his house. I had to pass through his house to go to school. And he used to play serenades for me and uh, my heart was like butterflies all over. <laughs> but we never got to kiss. We never got to do anything because my mom was very strict. I still remember the beauty and the innocence of yes. what it is to feel these first time emotions that is like a new unknown what am i feeling like this for this person that is not even my family but i feel so happy and so anxious to see him and just like for, even from afar is there any romantic advice that we feel obligated to impart to kids these days are we from a different time or is is love universal and, and timeless? I, I'd, I'd quickly just like to say, look in each other's eyes, not at each other's phones, because that's really the way you know how you feel about each other. Be comfortable putting it out there. The one thing I, that resonated with me a lot, Dave, with the color of love was just that I just remember that uncertainty of opening up to a stranger that's what the world hinged on was rejection or acceptance mm. in my little world at the time. And I realized that, you know what, that's just the very beginning of it. And you've mm -hmm. got to somehow not inoculate yourself, but the sooner you learn to be okay with a little bit of rejection and a little bit of success, <laughs> I think that makes you a better, a better partner when you get older. And it certainly makes you a little bit more comfortable with the skin you're born into, whatever color or whatever background you have. I mean, I, while I definitely was connected with girls all my life, at a certain point, my attraction started going to guys. And now I've been married to another man for, you know, seven years now, together 13. When somebody says, well, love is love, 
It's true. It's that same feeling that you have, yes. but it's just different. And I just wish that the young kids, like you were saying, know that you're going to get your heart ripped out of your chest and beaten <laughs> over the head with it, and be okay with it anyway, because it really won't kill you. The, the sun will shine. It will rise the next day. I had almost forgotten about this. When I was uh, about 12, went to overnight camp, and I actually remember loving, I didn't understand my feelings, one of the female counselors, again, it was a long, long time ago since I'd been 12, but I do remember the thought when I left that I would never see her again was crushing, and I did kind of think about her. I, I must have had some kind of sexual feelings because I did think about her at night when I would go to bed. So that was really quite surprising because I never felt anything like that ever again for a woman, you know, but it just kind of strange, don't you think? I mean... Uh, that just might be the ultimate definition of love, a, a pure thing at that particular age didn't seem to have any boundaries, a, a raw and pure love. Interesting. So is there an age that we choose to stay in that zone or change lanes? <laughs> you've, you've caused me to search my memory bank. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily have a strong physical attraction to my male friends, but my family moved so often, sometimes it's like coast to coast, and I missed those friends deeply to the point of well, tears. Gosh, I, I hadn't thought about that for ages. What a pure, beautiful color of love. Huh. Were our hearts really capable of being broken at that age? It was a little bit over 80 years ago. I remember being disappointed, but I don't think it was disappointing to the point of, you know, not eating and, you know, going without uh, sleep or... And that sort of thing. I was, I, I'm disappointed, but let's go on to the next thing. But she was so beautiful. I remember she had dark hair, sort of a Liz Taylor look, you know, with emerald green eyes. It was very, very pretty girl. I told my son when his first girlfriend, you know, he was down and he was telling me about it and he was very sad. And I started, I started going, great, fantastic. And he says, what do you mean? I said, this is the first of will probably be many, and every time you go through this, you'll be better off. You, you will learn and you'll get stronger, and two things. This is teaching you, be yourself, because that girlfriend found out that he was from a struggling family, to say the least at that time, and she sort of soured. And I said, man, just be yourself, because you want someone to fall in love with you, not who yeah. they think you are. You know what, I do think, even in elementary school, there was always little dances. Everybody was looking across the room and had to like somebody. You wouldn't know it was sexual at the time. I think boys and girls are very aware. I remember being five years old and liking this kid, Leslie. I think he, we tried to play doctor or something like that. My parents <laughs> said, you can't do that. <laughs> I think we have feelings very young. Yeah, yeah. Why is it always that when you we were a child, we always want to play 
doctors and nurses. Right. I think at that yeah. point in our lives, all we knew of from doctors is when we go for our physicals. <laughs> I think that you was... Take your clues off. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't having hip replacements and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My very first Valentine's card, which I remember, I was madly in love. I was about 11 years old with a Spanish boy who lived in the house behind us. And of course, he was madly in love with a beautiful model who was about five years older than he was. But nevertheless, I was trying to attract him by sitting in the window. We used to talk at night time, my sister and I, with him and his brother. But I was in girls' boarding school, and it was February the 14th, and I got a card, and I started to scream. And I screamed. I ran all the way down the corridors into the courtyard where everyone was having tea. I screamed all round and round them about twice. My classmates still remember me screaming, saying, I've got a Valentine's card from Eduardo. I've got a Valentine's card from Eduardo. <laughs> and of course, I've got into terrible trouble for screaming and yelling all the way through the school. But it was worth every minute of it, where everything sort of comes together and the person that you've worshipped, you know, has suddenly remembered you. And I knew him through my life, actually. I mean, I've known him through my life. We were friends, but he ended up marrying an Irish woman and I married an Irishman. That screaming, that thrill, that energy that gets released. I could have won the marathon 100 meters, I could have done anything then. And I'm sure that's the same with all of us. Just boom, and it's because you're so young. Nothing stands in the way of the passion. Just boom. I had some crushes on some guys in high school. We were in South Haven, Michigan, and invited my cousin, who was my age, to go along with me. And we were down at the beach, and when he came over, he sat down and put his head in her lap which meant he kind of liked her better. And I was so aggravated that we had invited her. But I think that truly Barry was really the first one that I really, really cared for. I mean, I've known Barry since I was 15, married at 17, uh, mother at 18, so that's been it. Mary, was uh, the the attraction, did it go beyond physical at that point? What was it that you saw in Fern at age 15 that that struck you and smote you and smit you, or whatever the word is? <laughs> I was smoted. It's that certain something, you just can't put your finger on it. If I were a poet, maybe I could find the words to describe it. All your senses are on fire. I can't put it to words, but I knew after a short period of time that this was going to be uh, my life's partner, which is something I felt. Life's partner is right. Fern and Barry recently celebrated 68 years of marriage. We'll let them have the final words, their secret to keeping that love alive. Thanks for listening. Couples have to learn how to communicate. And if you communicate with each other on a feeling basis, you can't go wrong. Speak to each other on a feeling level and whatever, but we all know that there are times when that's not always going to be the case, that there are times that they'll do something that is outrageous, you're going to lose your temper and words are going to be said, that they have to know that that's normal in a relationship because I always say that you can't always like somebody 24 hours a day. There are days I don't even like myself, like I'm in a crabby mood and I know that I'm saying things that I shouldn't and I just, you know what I mean? So if I can't like myself 24 hours a day all the time, 
how can I like somebody else? And, and that's to be expected. 